about watching that television show I taped yesterday? Welcome to another stupendous episode of Do You Remember Robotech? Now, I'm here to call someone into my office. We're giving a podcaster medal out. Manny Fresh. Manny Fresh, please get in here. Uh, wow, me? Yeah, wow. Hey, yes. Thank you. It's an, it's an honor. Of course, but you didn't even know you're getting this. We're making soon-to-be eight episodes of a great podcast with your friend. I'm awarding you the Purple Heart. They normally give these out for like war stuff, but we're just going to give you this regular medal for podcast stuff, and you can wear oh. it and lie about how you got it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was going to be for how many podcasters I shot down in the previous episode. <laughs> yeah, we're we're starting to beef. This is this is the episode of Beef Start, and if you're a fellow podcaster, watch out. Watch out, we're coming for you. This American Life, watch out. The podcast that my friend recommends, and I'll watch a few episodes, and I, I'm not super into it, but they don't ever check back on me to see if I like it that much. Watch out. Watch out. We're, we're going full Guardian mode. Yeah, the, the how do you pronounce it? McElroy's? 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 Especially watch out. You're just, I don't even want to talk to them. They're kind of gross. I don't know. Uh, yes, they sound gross. Yeah, they're a little bit. They're fine. I'm sure they're okay. Uh, I'm sure some of them are nice people. They they got weird. I don't I don't love their vibes. They seem a little bit too nice for for good vibes. It, it it really I'm the sort of person generally that I get really freaked out when someone is too nice unless they have immaculate vibes. I was actually watching a YouTube video the other day about a guy. He doesn't do like great content. It's just very uh, not not like clickbaity, but stuff like I'm going to go from America to 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 France all just by earning my own money. And he does stuff like washing windows and, and like drawing portraits for stuff. And I watched it and I was like, all right, this guy seems like he'll have like YouTube personality. You know what I mean? Like, like happy YouTube, like Mr. Beastism. Yeah. But I, the vibes were like great. And I don't even know that guy's name. Sorry if I care about him next week. I'll remember. Uh, but you just, just, you know, as a point of reference, it, it takes quite a bit to get the vibes right for me. Uh, what oh. do you, what do you think about vibes? Uh, well, I want to know what you think about my vibes. Am I a nice person? Am I weird? Um, I mean, yeah, wow, you're, you're, wow, you're a nice okay, person. Wow. All right, no, I, I, I <laughs> your silence there, your prolonged silence. I mean, are like it, it was my first impression of you that you were creepy nice is what I'm talking about, and that's no, like you're not like an overly nice person in in a way that would would typically freak me out. You know, you're that's just like not not where you are on the on the spectrum. Like, are you a nice and good person? Yes, I think so. You are you very very good and caring friend, but. In what I'm specifically talking about, like the fake niceness, I never thought like, oh, wow, this this guy is like a faker or, or a poser. That's just not your vibe, you know? Uh, I, I can I can turn that vibe on when I'm dealing, you know, with like, a, like well, I'm in a store and I'm dealing with, with somebody working there. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know, oh, hi, nice. Nice to meet you. You know, that kind of thing. I, I, I don't know. If, uh, uh, I don't think that's like a weird vibe to say, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> Uh, no, um, but it's just like it's the 
the tone of voice, the cadence of the speech. It's you can tell that it's fake. And sometimes I don't like that. Sometimes some people aren't aren't so good at turning it off and on. Yeah. Uh you know, I've said before I don't actually like banter at the start of podcasts, but fuck it. I got something I want to talk about with you, and it's it's late and I don't want to talk about it with you after. Uh, I, I watched an episode of Gokaiger and I watched a few episodes of Magic Ranger that I've, I've already seen, but I'm watching it with some friends and I want to talk to you a little bit about it. A little mini podcast. Quick, find a name for it. Wow. Kaizoku Sentai Gokaiger, huh? Yes, that's the one. I never memorized the first Japanese parts of it. I just say the last word because I'm a stupid guy, Gene. Wow. Okay. Uh, Kaizoku, it just means pirate. Don't worry about okay. it. Yeah, I hear that from One Piece, unfortunately. And, uh, and anyway. for Magic Ranger, is I think it's Maho Sentai. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. It's just magic. Yep. Uh, I watched like five minutes of the first episode, just like to show like a little bit of an introduction because the rest of it is boring. Then I showed them two pink episodes where just because I like pink a lot, she's fun and they give her some fun things to do. Uh, including one of the episodes where Red pulls like the Clark Kent thing. Where you know in the original Superman movie, especially, he kind of cuckolds himself. Where his romantic interest is interested in his superhero alter ego to the extent where he, uh, where to the extent where his romantic interest is no longer interested in the not so superpowered uh, regular alter ego. Uh, he, he Red does that to himself, and it's quite funny. Wow. Okay. Good for good for you, Red. Yeah, uh, there's even a good bit where he confesses to her at the end. He says, you know, I actually do like you too, but I just got saved by this magical wizard guy and I like him more. So see you tomorrow. Bye. Boom. Uh, it's wow. quite quite funny. Anyway, it's it's pretty funny too because I was like, all right, here's the Magic Ranger tribute episode. And then literally he shows up for one second at the very end. I know he's going to show up like in the next one, but I actually didn't get around to that. So next week. <laughs> uh, do you remember episode two of Kukadra very well? Uh, episode two of Gokaiger is that the yeah. one where uh, Green has to find his courage or something? No, that's the next one. Judging from the preview, this one is there's like a kid and he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna steal your pirate key because you guys oh, don't yeah, even yeah, care yeah, about yeah. Earth." Yeah. And they, he's like, "All right, uh, Captain Marvelous, the Red, which is a great, great name for a character in general in fiction." He's like, "All right, you want to try it? You want to try protecting the Earth? Here's a Shinkendra key." And the kid uses it, and he gets his ass beat. And you're like, "Damn! I guess I should leave it to the pros." Uh, I I remember uh, the kid actually stole the the little transformer yeah. from him, huh? which was very funny. I think Blue said, "Not so marvelous now, are you?" <laughs> that's a good translation. That's that's true. Uh, yeah, it was, it was an okay episode. I wasn't huge on it. I did like how their mecha they have to have to put on their pirate hat. I think that's cute. Yeah, like it has to like uh, uh, adjust it on on his head. It's very good. Right. Uh, so that's the Gokai corner. I don't have too much more to say about that episode, but you know, maybe we'll talk about this more, and probably we'll actually just talk about it off mic. So, sorry. Anyway, um, yeah. Anything? What's new with you, Manny? What's what's the vibes? Uh, what's new with me is I'm yeah. here to talk about Macross and Robotech. Right? Wow. I'm not, I'm not here to get into into like what I've shown my friends. I'm not here to talk about Street Fighter, how I kicked Lunchbox's ass on Street Fighter. I'm not here to talk about that. <laughs> Lunchbox, if you're listening. Lunchbox, not listening. Definitely not, right? No. <laughs> Does he even know we have a podcast? Uh, I think I, I mentioned it to him, and he said, oh, what is it? And I said, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's the advertising we come to expect. All right. Yeah, but let's, let's, let's get on with uh, the rest of the podcast show. And we'll start with um, 
Well, I want to start with talking a little bit about a, a voice actor. Uh, I think the first section is, is Jojo standing ovation, but wow. It's, that's right. It's standing ovation to Jojo introduced by Manny. Wait, wait, did you just set me up to <laughs> Manny loves his Jojo effects. He cannot Gee, get enough. Uh, you heard him here, folks. I cannot Let's believe get, I fell for that. I cannot believe get, I fell for that. It's Jojo over. Okay. It's all Jojo over from here. Here we go. Standing ovation. Uh, get ready on the dock. Are you ready? Audience. I'm speaking to you too. Just like a blues clues audience and Manny. Are you ready to scroll down and see this guy? Uh, I just want to say that uh, I hate me, I hate you, I hate <laughs> the world for falling for that, for that that setup that you gave me. That was a mean setup. <laughs> Scroll down now. Scrolling. Uh, this guy is named. Uh, I was going to say his name, but then I saw that second image there. <laughs> uh, this guy is named Cream. Yeah. He uh, he looks a little bit like like uh, Final Form Frieza. Uh, we cannot compare every guy to a Dragon Ball guy. I don't even think that's quite apt. He is all white, and he's got purple on top of his head and, like, his, his shoulders. Okay, he's right. He's, he's a very white guy. He has a few what looks like hearts uh, as a motif around him. He has one on his forehead, a few on his wrists. Um, one of the pictures shows him in kind of a normal humanoid form, not too many, like, distinguishing uh, sorry, d- distinguishing characteristics. Except his face is a little bit like a, a skull face, and he has a kind of what might look like as some hair or folds or like a, a mask. Yeah, I guess it's like more like a, a latex mask that's like over the top half of his head and kind of goes around to the sides, or like like a torturer's man. mask maybe. Um, and the two other pictures I have are him in various states of less of that. One of which he has his mouth gaping open, and he has just like a guy's face sticking out of his mouth and the I other thought, one is I thought it was a guy wearing cream <laughs> as a costume i mean you know if you're just in a guy and you're in staring out through his mouth are you kind of wearing that guy as a costume i mean uh, if you think about it yes and then the other thing there is he, where uh the stan cream is just like voring himself he's just eating yes. himself and into himself and in fact if you want to take a look at the gif that, that, that is that was the image that that caused me to just <laughs> stop freeze. I want you to take a look life. at that gif. I want you look look now and see even more of him eating himself. All right, let's see what you got here. Yeah. Oh, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> how, how how did he eat himself completely at the end there? What what was there to eat that he ate him? <laughs> Oh, man. oh this, this is this is no good. It starts, like, starts with one leg, and he just like grabs the other leg. And is he like breaking his knees? <laughs> so that he can, oh, jeez, it's really gross. Yeah, the, the gif. Uh, you should just be watching it. I'll put it in the show notes for the audience. But I'm just uh, like if, looking at it, looping over and over, and I just I cannot look away. It is a picture of the stand forcibly shoving himself down into his own throat, uh, starting, so with his, starting with his right leg. Start goes for the left leg, and then he just jams it all in there from the butt. Like he grabs his butt and jams it all in there, into his mouth, and just suction keeps it going. I guess. Uh, just just like in real life, when you're eating, it sometimes you just get the get in that that eating mood, and you just can't stop yourself. Uh, so, man, you've already kind of seen a little bit what this guy can do. Although I don't know if it's a full picture yet, 
But from these horrifying images and that gif, what do you think Cream's ability is? I oh I I'm still speechless from from <laughs> from that that. Uh, He's awesome. He, I love this he, guy. Does he disappear and can he appear like inside of you or something and explode you from the inside? That's a good guess. Uh, that's not the case. Uh, so Cream. Uh, so specifically, his mouth is a portal to another dimension, and so like you know, it's it's a very like potent potent portal. Uh, so like picture like there's like a teleporter, and like you put your hand inside of it, and then like the teleporter turns off, right? So then you don't have your arm no more. So that's kind of the way he attacks. Is that he'll just kind of like disintegrate everything that he's putting through his mouth um, by putting it into the portal area, and it just disappears from existence for all intents and purposes. Um, there are a few exceptions. For example, himself. I should note, by the way, the, the reason I have chosen this stand in particular that's related to this episode uh, will be related to the upcoming segment where we talk about the voice actor for our new character, Max. Uh, Max's Japanese voice actor is the same for uh, most portrayals of this guy's uh, stand user, which whose name is Vanilla Ice. And he's a little joke there, by the way, Manny. Uh, what's, what's the joke? Vanilla ice cream. Oh, oh, <laughs> I feel dumb. Cool, huh? Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty cool. And also he eats things just like ice cream. You would. Uh, so vanilla ice is the the same voice actor there. Uh, cool, cool voice actor by the way. But you'll you'll get there rather than me. Um, so the other thing he can do with this ability is that he can first vor like his user, but you know, being that he can control it, he doesn't like disintegrate or anything. He just kind of like hides out in there. So he can't be attacked by anything. So because you, you can't really go into the, the portal without being uh, eviscerated. Uh, but and, he also can't attack out of the portal, right? Um, he there? No, he can he, he can attack out of it. But basically the only weakness is that so he like he like eats, you know, not only his stand user. So like the guy. Uh, so, yeah, he basically eats all of himself into his own mouth. So he's completely protected. And it's just like his own mouth propelling through the battlefield eviscerating anything it touches without fear of, of being attacked because it's, it's just the portal and nothing else. Hmm. All right. Yeah. It's not, it's not initially it sounded a little bit lame for me, but I guess, I guess you're making it sound a little, a bit useful. Uh, I, I can see it used in some weird stand battle. Yeah. I mean, it, like the actual way of attacking is mostly just, he goes into that mode and then just like shoots himself out at like a thousand miles per hour in a little sphere of death and destruction. Uh, as people run away, uh, the the only way, the only weakness is that like he can't really see in there, so he has to peek out every once in a while. All right, all right, yeah. I, I will also add, by the way, if I had the stand, I would never in a million years think of both putting myself into it and then also making him eat himself to protect himself. So I would, I'd be fucked. I'd just have like be trying to get him to chomp on things, you know. I mean, you'd, it'd be very easy to take out the trash. <laughs> just throw, throw it in there. Yeah. Some some guy in the alternate dimension just keeps getting pissed when I eat the trash, when the just trash falls on top of his head. Uh, uh, yeah, be that guy. But uh, I what? never want to see this fan ever again in my life. You don't like him? No, no. That that gif of oh no, no. Do you like the design? Anything about it? Uh, it's it's a bit plain compared to some of the other stands that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, the only thing going for it is is that little heart shaped like purple heart. And it's head. Yeah. Um, yeah he, he looks kind of cool when he's eating himself, but 
I guess it'd be a little bit too much if he had like a powerful like striking design and he ate himself, so you couldn't see a lot of it. So I think this makes sense ultimately. Uh, yeah, there's Manny stand review. Thank you. Uh, the the stand I will say, uh, it does look like he's easy to eat. Hmm. Yeah, like I could eat there's, him. there's not a lot of protrusions. Hmm. Yeah, just just his horns, but once you know that's just like a little aperitif. Yeah, that's already at the end. Like mm-hmm. you start at the legs; those things are smooth. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's that's cream. Thank you, cream, and thank you, Max, for giving us cream. Uh, Manny, tell us about a little bit more about uh, Max. I, I think that's who you chose, right? Uh, well, I mean, I was going to ask how you want to do this because there's two new characters and four new voice actors to talk about. Oh, so do you have just the information for all four of them prepared? Uh, for I had the information for the English voice actors, but then you 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 put me on the spot here, and I Uh-oh. have to talk about Hayami Show. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to talk about Hayami Show right now. Sorry, get get cucked. <laughs> wow, the JoJo okay. the JoJo power is pushing its way into your own segment, fighting against it. Oh, <laughs> that's disgusting. Like I'm gonna have to eat this segment out of existence. Uh, well, uh, Hayami Show is uh, a, I would say, prolific voice actor. He's been in active in the business since the early 80s, uh, still voicing anime uh, up to this year, the year 2023. I don't want to date any listeners that, that come to this podcast uh, 20 years from now, but here we go. One of his early roles is actually uh, Maximilian Genius here in uh, 1982. I think he only had one big one before that. But after that, Rolls and rolls and rolls. Ultra Magnus in the Transformers movie. Are you familiar with Ultra Magnus? Ultra Magnus sucks. He's like a cop amongst cops. No, wow. Him. Yeah. Wow. Is he like Striker? Like, oh. Like the Mortal Kombat guy? Yeah. Like the cop that throws grenades and shoots people? What an asshole. Yeah. Well, he's, he's just, you know, not that I like regular cops, but when we're ranking copitude, it's not all one level of cop. Striker seems like a normal cop to me. Like, a little bit of an annoying guy you'd find at a, at like a backyard barbecue where he has some questionable opinions about stuff. Ultra Magnus, like full on police chief, fascist cop, helping cover up the, the oh, worst shit. war crimes kind of cop, not like not comparable levels of competitude, you know, cop level one versus like cop level 37. Wow. You're trying to sell me on the mobile game here. For <laughs> uh, what other roles he's got? He's got, uh, do you remember Zarbon from Dragon Ball Z? He's cool. He's hot. He's got those earrings. He's got those 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 thigh high leggings. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Very good. Uh, Rings too, because you're you're playing like the hot Zarbon and the monster Zarbon. Oh yeah, you got to gruff up the voice. What are we looking at here? We're looking at Nicholas D. Wolfwood. Do you know that guy? No idea who that is. He's he's the guy from Trigun that carries a big cross. I should watch Trigun one day. I will. Uh, Well, there's a guy that carries around a big cross. And uh, it turns out that it's actually a giant gun. Oh, that's so cool. I'm, I'm looking at this list here. He's, he's got a lot of roles, but nothing that, that like super jumps out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Samurai Deeper Kyo, he is Oda Nobunaga. Uh, Samurai Deeper Kyo, not, not a great anime, but it's one that uh, my buddy Lunchbox super loves. And he used, he used that Kyo name a lot in, in, in his online handles. So it's notable for that. My favorite role that he does is Ferdinand in Ascendance of a Bookworm. Oh yeah, that's your like one of your favorite things, right? It is one of my favorite things. It is it is a good isekai that uh, 
doesn't have any on the surface problematic things. There there are stuff, there are things that in the society that are weird, but you know, you got it's it's isekai. You got to take the good with the bad. Are you putting your own isekai corner into your own segment? Uh, I mean, like if if I could, I would talk about a sentence of a bookworm yeah. each and every week. But I'm Go not ahead. going. Say so just say a little bit about it. Uh, audience wants to know. There's a bookworm and she ascends. Currently, uh, she is pretty close to becoming uh, as high as you can ascend. I'll just I'll just say that. For a moment, I thought you said she is a bookworm and she is Sans, like the Undertale character. Oh no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk about that. I should do a really funny joke where I put Megalovania right after you say that. <laughs> that is a funny joke. <laughs> Audience, you'll know if we did that funny joke or not. Uh, I remember one time I played that song in the VR game synth writers and i was yeah. like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play this track I, i've heard about it I, it's good and i started and 10 seconds in it turns into well well i got rig world is the whole story 10 seconds in it turns into never gonna give you up that was really funny that's good did i ever tell you i legitimately like that song i think it's kind of a banger right uh yeah i mean like it's it's a reason there's a reason that became the meme and not some other song I think people were making fun of it though. Like, I think it's catchy, but I think people thought it was like ridiculous and not in a super fun way. But I think legitimately a great banger. I even I, listen to like I think, I think it's just because it's cheesy, not because it's like funny or fun to make fun of. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Um, I got into arguments about people who said, no, that song sucks. And, you know, I don't have great music tastes, but I think that I, I, I think that song's good. Uh, I do have some other, I'll, I'll want to list off the other Transformers characters he plays in the, the Japanese bit that are important. Uh, he he plays two other important guys in Transformers. Oh, three. Sorry. He plays uh, in the show Ironhide, Spike Witwicky, who's like the main human character, and Trax, who is like the, I, I don't know his portrayal in the Japanese version, but in the English dub, he's like a very camp gay guy uh, oh. character. So my my gay Transformers friends love Trax. Uh, well, I mean, I only mentioned Transformers in the first place to throw you a bone. I'm, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know a thing about Transformers except that, you know, they're robots in disguise. Yeah, that's fine. he's also X Kaiser from Red X Kaiser. He's also in uh, the Eminence in the Shadow. He is Lord Perv Azhat. That's good. <laughs> that's good <laughs> I'm sad that you told me about this before, so you couldn't get my true and honest reaction. But it is very good. Okay, oh, man, and like it's just him. And it's like a serious character, but that's just his name. Did he even mention that he's like the main bad guy in Bleach? That's actually that's the big bad one. Oh, is he? I don't know. I don't know anything about Bleach either. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's. I just I know very little, but I know Aizen is like the big okay. character people care about. He's that guy. That's the I, thing. Everyone who's listening that cares about anime would actually know him from. Okay, so I saw that he did a character in Bleach, and I was like, I think I've seen that guy, but I don't even know how many episodes he's in. So yeah, I'm like, I, I don't want it to be like. Oh, he was he was eating bread in the background in episode thirty-seven or something. No, he makes other people eat bread. That's how important he is, as wow. far as I know. Yeah, King Bread. I, uh, I have Bleach downloaded, and I'm going to watch it soon. But uh, that's not something I, I promise. I'll not talk about Bleach on this podcast. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's good. Uh, Shohei cool guy. A lot of cool roles. Appreciate shout out to him. Uh, oh, and uh, I, I just want to say, Goddamn. fantastic voice. 
amazing voice. Oh yeah, I love his performance in, yes. in Japanese. My maybe like my favorite like both ways performance altogether because I really like his uh, English voice as well. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to be able to not make any jokes about it. So we'll, we'll talk a bit more about his performance when Manny gets around to it probably next time. You know, up up to Manny. But I'm just going to say this: Robotech Max Liquid Snake. Oh yeah, iconic guy, great guy, love him. So funny. Um, <laughs> He's kind of doing uh, this is all over the place, but you know we're talking about voice actors. So we're talking a little bit about voice performances, but he he's kind of got a little bit of a Master Miller, uh, like fake Master Miller, of course. Yeah, fake, yeah, on, yeah. Right? He's, he's definitely using the, the gentler, softer tone of Miller than the full on <laughs> than the full on brother. God, I love I love the voice acting in those games. But, okay, yeah. Let's uh, with that being said, let's get into the actual bit here. Um, summaries. I'm going to read your summary, Manny. I, I always forget that I can just make you say whatever I want. And like, I never put anything embarrassing for you to say. I put in something embarrassing for me to say in your voice, in my summary. Uh, I, well, this time I did, I did putting a little something, but it's not too bad. Yep. Uh, so we're covering it. episode eight of Macross and Robotech, of course. But the summary is for the former. And this one is called The Longest Birthday. Happy birthday, Minmei! Hikaru is doing a great job staying in the friend zone. He still needs to pick out a present for Minmei. There's no time for that, though. Karasu get his shiny medal pinned on him for kicking butt on Mars. With that medal comes a promotion and a couple of rookie wingmen to raise into real soldiers like himself. Let's meet these rookies. Corporal Hayao Kakazaki is a first-appearance Vegeta-looking guy who can only communicate in boisterous laughs. Corporal Maximilian Genius is so dreamy. His long aquamarine hair is so silky smooth and those glasses make him look even more handsome than he already is. And that deep but not too deep voice just makes your heart go doki doki. What a hunk. Yeah. It's time for Minmei's birthday bash and Hikaru brings his new crew along. Speaking of Minmei, she's decked out in lavender colored. How do you pronounce this word? Chongsam. In lavender colored Chongsam with her hair done up in big old buns on either side. Very lovely. She absolutely disgusts... Oh, sorry. She's absolutely disgusted by Kakazaki and totally taken with Genius, who she just starts calling Max. Watch out, Hikaru. He didn't even bring her a birthday present. What a dope. On the bridge, Captain Misa has deduced that their scans are being jammed and attack is about to start. Since everyone at Minmei's party is a pilot, the boy party ends when the scramble order is given. Off in the distance, the battle crosses or whatever, and Akaru's team is stationed at the final line of defense right on the Macross itself. Kakazaki bumbles like a rookie, and Genius does some hard new type shit, taking down pods left and right. It is so weird that you keep calling him Genius. Everyone calls him X. He's a Max guy. <laughs> no I mean, one in the world calls him Genius. Uh, I, I think they specifically call him Genius like two or three times, but they do call him Max more times. Uh, Krafshera himself is leading this unauthorized attack and makes it all the way to the SDF-1's hole where he battles Akaru down to a stalemate. Not bad, Akaru. Dreamy Genius would probably have shot Krafshera down, though. Just saying. Britai is watching the battle from a distance and gets big mad with a chutzpah on Krafshera to launch an attack outside of the chain of command, so he shines a big flashlight telling them to disengage despite being so close to victory. Down at the pilot's bar, Hikaru is busy forgetting about Minmei's present again and celebrating the victory. Once he remembers, he rushes out to try to find her a last-minute present. Uh, looking around, his first instinct is to get her a can of soda. Then he considers robbing a jewelry store. <laughs> I really thought he was just going like, to get a rock and smash that glass. <laughs> like, I'm going to get myself a Lisa in here. 
She gets all up on that glass, too. <laughs> Uh, ending up by Minmay's window, he finally settles on giving her his shiny new medal. Also, they've been in space for eight months now. Wow. And also, Bruno didn't do a damn thing this episode. Bruno hate train. Bruno hate train. It's growing. Choo-choo. And not to immediately diss your summary, but I will say that you did not include the one Macross exclusive scene where uh, on the way to the party, which Hikaru uh, is bringing his two new rookies in, uh, there's a, a small interlude where Hayao Kakazaki, the, the boisterous guy, is like, oh, I see. We're going to a red light district and we're going to start get our fuck on. And Hikaru is like, we are not going to get our fuck on. You're going to make me look good so that I will gain some small points that may eventually one day end up in me getting my fuck on. He, he gets all up on that door, too. When he, when he <laughs> walks away, like you can see one of the girls like peeking out. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, a fun little little bit. Uh, not not the actual scene is a little weird, but that peeking out bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah good good summary as always. Thank you. Makes thank you for making me say Kia uh, and Doki Doki. Thank you for thank you for saying Doki Doki. I don't even think Doki Doki was weird. That was just normal to me. It's just fun to say. It's uh, just like a, uh, I, I would I could I would say Doki Doki every day if I could. I mean, I guess I can. Yeah, you can live that life, mm-hmm. but. Now I want you to live the life of saying my Robotech summary. My Robotech summary. I said it. There you go. Please, please laugh at my joke. It's a funny joke. I'm going to put the standing ovation claps in there. <laughs> please, please applaud. <laughs> Episode <laughs> 8 of Robotech. Sweet 16. Uh, what do you think about Sweet 16? I, I didn't even, I thought Minmay was like 17 or something. But I nope. guess she's 15. I've mentioned she's 15 a whole yeah, bunch no, on the show. Like it, it also it sounds right. Anyway, the Centrati Britai and Exodor are grumbling over Chiron's refusal to listen to orders. Chiron, for his part, follows expectations by preparing his own surprise attack. The human. Why why is he a human? <laughs> well, no, because I'm doing a thing yeah, there. Yeah. The Zentrati Britai and Exodor, yeah. the human Rick Hunter. Uh the human Rick Hunter is grumbling over what to get Minmay for her birthday party before being called in for a meeting by the brass. Rick Hunter is promoted to the chagrin of Lisa. He's awarded a lame medal and lame subordinate Ben Dixon, which gets balanced out by a subordinate that's cooler than Rick, Maximilian Darling. Uh, I, shook, I shook my head <laughs> as, I, as I said that. It's just like as a, mm. You, just because there's no genius anymore? Uh, no, like they're both great names. I, lo- I like both names. Okay. All right, like, like a cool shakehead. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Rick takes his new lackeys with him to Minmay's birthday party in an attempt to impress her, but unfortunately, he has forgotten his gift. And furthermore, Max is so attractive and so charming that he easily outclasses Rick. This is very similar to the time where Shane invited me to his crush birthday. What are you talking about? This thing that happened. Uh, this is very similar to the time where Shane invited me to his crush's birthday, at which point she was so impressed with my own handsomeness and charisma that she forgot all about that twerp. Oh, man, it came from the heart. I mean, I, I was there. I remember. <laughs> Thankfully for Rick, Minmay's birthday party is interrupted by Chiron's attack. All the soldiers clown car into a taxi, and the fight begins crossing. Uh, it's still hard for me to say that. <laughs> you wrote in your own summary. Uh, yes, mockingly. I mocked. I mocked. It's going to become true the more you, you say it, the more it happens in your mind. Uh, I, I was thinking about putting in quotes around crosses. <laughs> But I was like, no, that's too mean. I'm not going to do that to Shane. I already took his crush away. Once we get to the third show, I can't say it anymore because it will be a show with crossing in the name. <laughs> you have to pick out some other weird word. It peds, uh, like Maspita. 
Uh, of note is that Ben Dixon gets totally owned and Max styles on this try to like he's speed running Devil May Cry. He really just like yeah. oh man. It's cool. He's, he he's like he's like doing a task speed run on that on those guys. Someone should put a bunch of combo meters on there, like stylish, triple X, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh even though the attack is going well for the Zentradi, Britain is upset at the principle of the thing and orders a full retreat with the manual override beam which forces Chiron's attack group to come flying back to the Zentradi fleet. The boys all hang out at the McCracken. This is going to be hard to say. McCrab Applebee's? McCrab Applebee's? McCrab Applebee's. It's like Applebee's. McCrapplebee's. I can't say that. It's like I have trouble saying Miss Crabapple from The Simpsons. Dumb apples? Uh, the boys all hang out at a McCrabapplebee's. <laughs> the boys all hang out at a McCrabapplebee's afterwards, where they uh, shared kill counts and likely a plate of our sponsor's delicious, nutritious chicken wonton tacos. An explosion with every bite. <laughs> Rick has so much fun that he's forgotten that he still owes Min May a present. Unable to find anything at this late at night, he instead offers her that trash metal <laughs> to her surprising delight. I mean, it is a little shiny, right? You know, I thought it was lame. Uh, it might it might be silver for all we know. It looks. They said it was titanium in one. Oh of them, yeah, no which, titanium. Which Who is likes titanium? Silver. Yeah, nobody needs titanium. Get out of here. I I ate today at somewhere called like the Bronze Cafe, and it, it's like, why would you name your your place after a third place finish? Yeah, it's embarrassing. I mean, you also don't want to go Gold Cafe. That's that's too flashy. Um, the Shinkenger's place, the Shinkenger Gold's place is Gold Sushi, so that's cool. But it's very uh, average. Uh, and also, he's gold, so it, it works. Okay. That, uh, also, uh, like, did you did you notice, like, uh, talking talking about Gold Shinkenger? I really don't like how tacky, shiny his gold is in his suit. It's a lot. It, it's too shiny. All right, take it down or not? How do you feel about Magishine in comparison? Better, much better. He's got a he's got a a, a matte coat. On his on his uh, helmet looks good. Looks good. <laughs> All right, and that's this podcast. We don't have anything else to say about these episodes. That's not true. I like these episodes quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Overall, what would you think? Do you like these? Uh, much better episode than last week. Uh, yes. Not a lot happens. Still, it's it's really just uh, Chiron doing dumb stuff, and Hikaru forgets and then eventually remembers to give Minmay a present. That's it. Yep. Um, I, I mean, the big thing is that we meet those the, two the, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of which I think you can tell which one we actually care about. Oh yeah, Ben Dixon, baby. Yeah, fuck Ben Dixon, so cool. He's likes actually. No, Ben Dixon does not enjoy prostitutes. That is only the the other guy. Yeah, uh, only Kakizaki. Oh yeah, Kakizaki. I have a big sheet of names up on there my screen for a reason. Hayaki uh, Kakizaki. Uh, Maximilian Genius is super cool. He has a great voice in both of them. He's, I think, there's a little bit of him getting carried away, but he's like a genuinely cool guy. He's like very nice and charming. Uh, he's he's like extremely good at fighting. He's he's uh, got cool hair. I think he deserves to get carried away because he kicked ass in his first battle. Yeah, yeah, that's super fair. And he he doesn't. Uh, I guess I guess we'll see. I don't I don't think he gets like. And he's uh, not like full of himself. He's just like super happy about how he did. Yes, he's delightful. Everyone uh, loves Max. I, I really like that. I, I think unlike every other character, every other, every other voice actor, 
I immediately identified like within the first maybe two or three words of them saying anything, I identified voice, both voice actors. I love both of these guys so much. Yeah. Shout outs to both those dudes. Yeah, uh, the we'll, we'll go through this episode a little bit. I had a good time. Uh, once again, last episode, miserable. This episode, a whole lot of fun. Uh, so the first thing that happens is uh, you know, these Centradi grumbling about Chiron stuff. I don't think there's too much there. Chiron just keeps doing his, his own thing. Uh, I still like it. He sounds like Shockwave um, for my own personal disgusting tastes. Um, and then we get to... Hikaru getting promoted, uh, which I think is probably fair. He, he did a pretty cool thing, saving uh, a screaming woman from a building. Uh, yeah, he saved her. And also, there's like a lot of Veritech fighters getting shot down. So I need somebody to move up the ranks. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of free open spots. Just a quick thing that in yeah. the Macross dub, uh, Kakizaki has a, has a really cool, I don't know about cool, but it's just something fun that he calls Rick. He calls him Skipper every single time. Hey, Skipper, can I go to the party? Can we go to the party with you, Skipper? It's, it's kind of a fun little thing. It's really a pleasure to meet you, Skipper. And with me around, you won't have to worry about a thing. Um, I mean, Corporal Kakasaki reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> that, that is fun. That is also not the scene we're at yet. Uh, so we'll, but we'll get there. So now, now with the scene we want to talk about, the uh, Fokker brings Rick alone, uh, Rick Aru in, in a room alone. He's like, hey, buddy, listen, here's these two guys. Both of them got uh, class A on the ranking system or whatever. We're not exactly sure how that works, but one of them has way less flight time than the other. And of course, Max like barely has any flight time because he's just like a natural genius. He's so good at it. And uh, Kakazaki with all of his flight time it's not a lot to show for it as we'll show on. Uh, but yeah, they, they say hi, they introduce each other. Uh, Rickaroo is initially like, Oh, I don't know about this. They seem kind of lame and it seems like more responsibility. But when he realizes, Oh, I can make people really impressed with me by having these two guys follow me around. Then Specifically he, Minmei. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Minmei does seem a little bit impressed later on, right? Uh, she seems initially impressed and then she's just impressed at max. Yeah, yeah, it did not work out for for very long. Nope. This has a line which got me like to audibly gasp and and laughter and shock and surprise in Robotech, no. where Ben Dixon invites uh, asks if he can be <laughs> if he and Max and, and Rick can uh, engage in a lieutenant. Hmm? Would you mind if Max and myself made your party a threesome? Hmm. Okay with me. And the funny part about it that isn't so well illustrated by the audio format um, is that after he says it, Rick just stares at him for six solid seconds of silence (laughs) and doesn't say anything. And then he smiles and says, okay, (laughs) sounds good. Let's do it. I mean, it's It's, it's a big decision. It's so fucking funny. I, (laughs) uh, I I showed it to a few friends. It was a, it was a hit. It was extremely, extremely delightful for this episode. Oh man, that that computer that that goes over their flight records or their yeah. training, like that thing is going to give you a seizure, man. That oh yeah, flashing like intensely. Yes, seizure warning for this episode. Uh, that is, they were not caring about that shit back in the eighties. Oh no. Oh, um, uh, oh yeah. Uh, sorry. One uh, another another quick little funny Robotech thing, which seemed really weird to me. Uh, so there, there's a small bit where Fokker is talking to Rick about like, hey. 
take take that medal off. You're not really supposed to like wear a medal everywhere you go, dingus. Uh, instead, you can put on your new promotion pin. In Robotech, he says, hey, you can put this on alongside your medal. Yeah, but of that's course, exactly what I was just about to say. <laughs> uh, the animation can only support one of those two things. So he just <laughs> does not follow the medal instructions. And he just ignores his uh, his big brother. Yeah. Um, this is about where the, the red light thing happened that we already talked about. And it was cut for Robotech for, I think, pretty obvious reasons. I was thinking, like, maybe if I were a wacky a dub guy, I might make it, like, um, Ben Dix is like, hey, Rick, let's go into this fun arcade with a bunch of ladies in here. I love I, I, gaming. I would have said, let's go to the cake shop and pick up a cake. <laughs> a lot of implications of that cake. Oh, my. Uh, do you like cake, generally, maybe? Uh, not too much. I, I'll, I'll go for a chocolate cake, uh, but Usually the frosting is too much for me. I'm like, no, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, especially that fondant. Uh, I had a chocolate raspberry cake that was pretty good recently. Uh, I'm happy for you. Yeah. I'm glad. Okay, so they, yeah, they they make their way to the restaurant. Uh, the various uh, shenanigans happen. They talk to Minmay. The 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 dad kind of gets up in Rick's business a little bit. That's uh, the mayor. That's the mayor, not the dad. Is it? Yep. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, in in my in my Macross dub watch, uh, the mayor is calling Hikaru Hikaru-chan, and Hikaru says, "Could you stop calling me Hikaru-chan, Mister Mayor?" And both and both in Robotech and Macross, whatever Rick asks for, the mayor just totally ignores and goes up to mid-May. That's pretty funny. Very funny. Uh, uh, I wrote down "get roasted, Rick," but I don't actually know what that's in reference to. I I think it was the mayor talking some sort of smack. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, likely it. Also, uh, Robotech Minmay says, uh, here are my notes, Ricky Hunter, you're late. <laughs> Ricky funny. Hunter? Yes, she says Ricky Hunter. Yeah, Hayazaki, ha- ha- not a good party person. No one really cares for his presence here whatsoever. Uh, no, he's he's just a big, loud dude. He's yeah. all up in everybody's business. He, like, even Minmay just backs away from him. Like, whoa, back it up, buddy. Personal space. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say, honestly, I don't remember how this like shakes out one way or the other. Uh, do you think this guy is long for this world? Uh, Mr. Mr. Ben Dixon? Um, no, I, th- I think he's too much of a, of a nothing character. Like I think Maximilian has a future ahead of him. I see him uh, all the way to the end of the, of the series, but Kakizaki, he's, he's going to die like 10 episodes from now. Everybody's going to okay. cry. Like their, their resolve will be steeled. That kind of well, thing. Let's save it. Ten episodes from now. Let's see. Is that is that your final guess for That's for when, if this guy this guy dies? You think it'll be ten episodes from now? Yes. Okay, that'll be episode eighteen. If I do my math correctly, adding ten to eight. I I liked I liked a bit in Robotech where they're all leaving in the clown car. Where uh, so this kind of it's kind of funny in both ones uh, when they're in the car. Big dumbass Ben Dixon and Kaizaki. Uh, Kakazaki, a uh, big dumbass Ben Dixon and Kakazaki is talking to Rikaru and he's like, hey, that lady's pretty hot in there. Are you like boyfriend and girlfriend? And there's two really funny responses in, in very different ways. In Macross, uh, Hikaru is like, I just met you. Why are you talking to me like this? <laughs> Which is great. 
Uh, and then Robotech, he's just like starts like screaming at him. He gets maybe the most mad I've actually seen Rick in this entire show so far. He just starts like going off on him. He's like, what kind of question is that to ask me at a time like this, Ben? What is what is wrong with you? Are you really thinking about this right now? That's great. <laughs> it was like a, a, the, the line that was dubbed over when the car is driving off. Yeah. Really doesn't add anything. I don't know. I don't, I don't really like when they do that. When they, they add dubbed over lines where there's no nobody saying it in, in Macross. Like I the, the taxi driver said. Uh, well, because... uh, in this one, I just don't like the, ta- the taxi driver being a greedy dick. I'm going to charge all of you individually. <laughs> You're right. I don't, I don't think that adds a lot. I, I was going to say in practice that I really love the camera getting lines when he didn't originally uh, last yeah, yeah. a few yeah, episodes the, ago. The, I, th- I think, well, I mean, it's at the end, but the vending machine in this one. Yes, and, yes, yeah. yes. I have that written down, um, and I'll, I'll say it, say it in, in a little bit. So yeah, we, we get we get to the battle. They fight for a little bit. Uh, I don't have too much to say about the fight other than that. That really cool Max bit. I and then you know, Kari does I, I that. Think, I think this is this is where I'll mention that this episode uh, has noticeably lower quality animation hmm. uh, in in movement and in stills. For example, uh, when I mentioned uh, Max doing some uh, hard new type shit, yeah, it was actually kind of just like a, a slideshow of stills. It wasn't like cool, smooth animation or anything like that, which we have seen in Macross and they can do. Then a lot of the faces and especially the eyes in this episode don't don't look right to me at all. I don't know. if Did you notice that in this episode? Uh, no, not particularly. No, I thought the Max thing looked pretty good, but I'll I'll take a look at that. Uh, a lot of the eyes just looked completely dead in this episode, and it did it didn't work for me. Maybe they 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 ran out of time or something. Here, I'm gonna send you so you can see. These are all from this episode. These are all from this episode. I don't. I think those are cute. I think uh, Rick looks surprisingly like a cute little guy there. I think I think it's less like an animation thing. This might be like a different animation director. From the looks of these, because it's like a different style than like any anything bad necessarily. Uh, the the eyes don't don't work for me at all. Like the eyes don't have any, uh, for lack of a better word, soul in them. I think it's a little bit old timey, but he almost has like sixties animation eyes because the, they don't look like this previous episode. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's a production thing that I will not research. Um, yeah, so the fight happens. I don't think either of us mentioned in our summaries, but uh, Ben Dixon gets his ass kicked. He gets no kills. He gets shot in the back. He nearly dies. They, they pull out his fucking wreckage. Yeah, um, Rick has to save him like three times, I think. Yeah, deeply embarrassing. Little, little boisterous asshole. No one likes him. I don't know if no one likes him. I think he's just like the, the lovable dope. I don't love him. He's just uh, a dope. Well, yes, he is a dope for now. Maybe, maybe we'll grow to love him. Or maybe he'll die in his dopeness. <laughs> well, he's got 10 episodes to, to make it work, <laughs> according to you. So, uh, oh yeah. So now, now we get to the important bit, which is the vending machine. So uh, Rick, you know, they go to McCrapplebee's. They talk a little bit about um, how good they are. They brag a little bit to, to Max. Max is like, yeah, I am kind of cool shit, but in a very charming and endearing way. And Ricaru goes out and tries to get his jewelry. And we see a returning character from episode one, the vending machine, who in Robotech has a brand new line. Cola makes the good times roll. Have a peanut. Cola makes the good times roll. Have a peanut. 
<laughs> what a good line. I wrote that entire uh, line in my notes here. I wrote it in all caps in my notes because I really meant it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck it. We I forgot. Uh, the, w- one other weird thing about the end of that battle. So the way it ends is that Bertie is like, I don't care that we're winning. He cannot be winning under orders that are not mine. That's more important. You're getting back here. In Macross, he sends out like a giant beam that's from the way that Exodor talks about it, just seems like a very flashy way to do it. Uh, like, you know, it's supposed to be for maybe certain situations where you're not able to do radio communications. Here, they are able to do it, but he's like making a point that they're not able to say no. So she's like a giant communication beam. So it's very obvious. Yeah. In yeah, Robotech. I, I don't want sorry. him to, to be able to deny or say that he didn't get my message. Right. In Robotech, it is explicitly, this is a beam that will take over control of the robots and forcibly send them back, which is illustrated a little bit with Chiron's voice direction when he is doing that. For the first time I watched it, I was a little confused. I almost thought it was like a brainwash beam of sorts, where he was like, no. She cannot trick me. He cannot. Uh, but now it's it's just that he's very upset his robot is doing it. Yeah. Uh, where in, in Macross, it's a little bit more defeated. He's like, ah, oh, goddammit. Well, I guess we'll go back, but I'll come back eventually. You know, that sort of thing. The the manual override beam is what it's called. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, fucking Rikaru goes and he can't find anything. And so he said he just like looks down at his metal and uh, in Robotech, the very funny line where he says, I guess it could be a gift. And he <laughs> tosses it up there. He just like chunks that. it at her. He's almost going to hit her with it. Yeah. That'd be really funny. She just like just gets knocked out on her, on her birthday. Episode ends. He just runs away. Yeah, he does just run away. Uh, I think in in Robotech she doesn't get called in by her uncle, hmm. which I think is just a very funny thing. Like protective uncle. Are you talking to boys out there, uh, Macross uncle? Yeah. Does he? I guess he lives at the military compound now. He doesn't live there at all now, right? Yeah, he's got his own barracks. I wonder like he still has a room there. I mean, was he crashing in like the little kid's room? What happened to that little kid? We haven't seen him. Jason? Jason. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Jason ever comes back again. Maybe he died. Maybe he, he became a soldier and he's like five years old and he didn't make it. That'd be very sad. Rest in peace, Jason. Yeah. Uh, uh, any any continued many thoughts about this up? I think it's funny that they changed Max's kill count. Oh, really? For, for Macross. I think in, Ro- in Macross it was seven and Rolltag was nine. Oh, I didn't realize. That's funny. <laughs> Just make make them uh, talk them up a little bit more. Yeah. And these are the sort of big, important changes. This is why people have very different opinions about Macross and Robotech. Yeah. I mean, Hikaru or Max is a better pilot in, in Robotech. That's it. That <laughs> means it's a better show. Uh, can I just say, I understand this is a 84-episode show, uh, technically. you know, And this is eight episodes in, so we are like a, you know, a little bit under 10% of the way done still, you know, eight episodes in I've, I've seen an episode of, of each and you know, kind of examining them pretty closely too. It is wildly discongruous to me, the ways in which people talk about these shows. It feels like I am in an alternate dimension, the way people talk about them, the, uh, the way, way in which, yeah, go, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Go ahead. Right. Uh, the ways in which people are so defensive and they are like screaming out like, Oh man, uh, Robotech is is like uh, a piece of shit. It is like not comparable to the original Japanese. You know, look, once again, let me. I don't want to get it wrong. I think a lot of the changes are are pretty bad. I think 
once again, a lot of the, the changes are, are are racist and not cool. Um, you know, I don't uh, want to defend those guys. Kakizaki's name. He's Ben Dixon now. Yes. Yeah. Another, like, exactly. Another um, instance of, of that. He got, like, re recontoured especially hard. Not even allowed to have, like, another Asian guy. Point out, point is making. So, you know, beyond, beyond that, and that, that is, like, totally not cool, but also, like, not so far, like, egregiously super racist in a way a lot of media is generally. It, it seems very weird that people have such strong dynamic opinions about how different they are when they are like literally 95% the same show right now. I would say even more, more than 95%. Yeah. It's like, like two or three episodes, uh, we've struggled to just find a cross up to talk about. Yes. Because there is no difference pretty much. Yes. Uh, like, I hope to get there. Like I know at, at some point this cannot be the case because, you know, they are, they, they literally diverge in like terms of sequels and stuff. Um, but it is, it is so right now it is so weird watching the identical exact same identical show and then seeing people online talk about, uh, how, how much they, they hate these completely different takes on, on the show. You know, it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's like, I, I've noticed it since the first episode, like going in, I had that preconception of like, oh, this is going to be totally, totally cut up. They, they butchered it. They, uh, it's going to be like, they, they took. 36 episodes down to like 25 or something like yeah. that. Nope. The exact same episode. Yeah. They just cut out butts. Cut out butts, cut out prostitutes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm begging. M Masek, get your gross, grimy hands in here and make it worse. I want it, I want it to be disgusting. I want you to make some weird, wild changes. You mentioned Robotech Masters in like episode two. And I know that's part two of the show is called that. And I want to see your weird fan fiction and onto it. Give me, give me the gross stuff. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll, yeah get we'll get there. I'm ready for that that grime. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically all, all I want to say. I thought that's really really weird, and uh, this episode was good and fun. And Max is great, and I love him. Uh, I hope he sticks around as much as possible. I want I want Max. I want I want a, like a little Max plush that I can hug in bed. Yeah. Um, cross up, uh, Liquid Snake versus that bookworm guy you're talking about. Uh, bookworm guy. What's what's his deal again? Uh oh wait no we're talking about the characters yeah oh no liquid liquid oh uh the, the bookworm guy uh he's got a lot going on but it would it would take me like thirty minutes to talk about talk about it all <laughs> liquid snake you can just say in one word jeans baby you got Jean better jeans brother I was making a lot of very funny liquid snake jokes today with my friends where I was saying like um. That like Liquid Snake kept getting fooled by like boomer Facebook memes in the same way he doesn't understand jeans. <laughs> and so he's like, That's right, brother. I have the master key to all of governmental control. You may have stolen the nuclear codes, but I have something even better. Liquid, what are you talking about? Brother, I have Hunter Biden's laptop. Laptop? <laughs> Um, just like that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> since you didn't laugh there, I'm going to cut it out. No, or, no, or I'll, I, I'll I, splice I, in. I'll splice in another laugh. No, like I think I'm. I should have said Hunter Biden, just like how he always says Metal Gear. <laughs> this would be the worst. Like I'm picturing this as like a horrible alt right parody game that that we've birthed into existence. Uh, I don't even want to make a parody game of that. No, thank you. Yeah, that'd be that'd be bad. 
Um, but very funny to think about. Anyway, yeah, we don't have much else to say, but I hope you are out there doing well, staying healthy, staying emotionally good. I hope you hit two new friends, one of which you kind of don't like, but just follows you around. And the other one you like maybe a bit too much. And you think he's better than you and you start to feel a little bit bad about it and he ruins your life. And he steals your girlfriend. Yeah. And you're happy about it. That's the fucked up thing. You love it. You're happy for him because he's that great a guy. Well, yeah. Amazing guy. Uh, just, just like, just like Manny did with me. Uh, we'll have a good one. I love you. Do you love me? You like bears? Uh, I like bears as a concept. Uh, I like bears uh, far away from me. I like bears in a, a barrier that they can't get past. That was a barrier on purpose. Uh, no, that was just a pure accident. Uh, all talent, natural talent for me. Do you remember Robotech? Is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collins.